The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Basics Podcast, CBS Sports Daily. Podcast, I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. I believe it's Friday, June the 3rd. And we're going to talk some NFC South, a thrilling division full of competitive matches. It's a trash division. It's Tom Brady and everybody else. Joining me to break it down, the one, the only, John Breach. What's up, buddy? The guy who specializes in breaking down trash. I have fought raccoons in my trash bin, and now I am here to break down the NFC South. Would you rather fight a raccoon or, like, root for a non-Buccaneers NFC South team? Fight a raccoon. Yeah, me too. Because that's literally one day. You just get it over with probably five minutes. <laughs> the NFC South thing, you've got to suffer through that for 18 weeks. Right. Like, if you're a Panthers fan, you're, you're suffering for a, a long while. Um, pain out. Pull the Band-Aid off. That's right. Let's talk about... Not the Panthers. Not yeah, because the Panthers are trash again. Can't stress it enough. We'll start with the Buccaneers. Their win total is eleven and a half. The under actually juiced minus one twenty. They of course brought Tom Brady back, even though after you know, technically retired, but they did lose OJ Howard, Ronald Jones, Ali Marpet, and Alex Kappa. Two two guards. One who signed with your Bengals breach. The other Marpet, who uh, surprisingly retired. Um, Ryan Jensen came back there. They resigned him. Uh, after Tom Brady came back, he, he promised he would um, hang out with Tom for one more year, 13 and four last season. You know, look, you look at the schedule breach, it ain't easy, but you don't really want to get in front of the Buccaneers with how bad the rest of the division is. Yeah, the schedule is brutal. And so that is why this gives me pause. Um, uh, you know, obviously, if this was just who's going to win the division, I'd probably drop everything on the Buccaneers. But we've heard Wilson talk the last couple of weeks. That he does, he's not so sure the Buccaneers are going to make the playoffs, which sounds crazy on the surface. Then when you kind of look into it, uh, it still sounds crazy. But here's what I will say: Wait, Who does he think's winning the division? I I don't know. Or maybe he thinks they win the division with nine wins. He thinks the Buccaneers are in for some major regression. Okay. Uh, so, nine wins and winning the division would still get in the playoffs. That's true. So five maybe that's wins. what he said. He just thinks they're going to regress a lot. Uh, so the one thing I will say on this division is that number one, I think they probably go five and one in the division. So there just feels like there'll be at least one upset. Obviously, Tom Brady has never beaten the Saints in the regular season as a member of the Buccaneers. He's 0-4. So maybe the Saints split. I don't think they'll sweep the Buccaneers again this year. So if they go five and one, then you think, all right, can they go uh seven and what is it? So that was five and one of six games, 11, seven and four. Can they yeah. go seven and four in their other 11 games? And I'm not so sure they can. I mean, look, you look at their non-divisional games to start the season. You have the Cowboys, the Packers, and the Chiefs. Those are their first three non-divisional games. I mean, those are all possible losses. Those are brutal that those are three of your first four games. And obviously they have a week two game uh, in New Orleans. And then you look at the back end of their schedule. They play the 49ers. NFC title game last season, the Bengals, 
the Cardinals. And so when you get outside of the division, all these games are pretty tough. Uh, so, Brenton, what I think I'm trying to say here is that I have talked myself into the under. I think they go 11 and 6, which 11 and a half, that is, you know, just 12 wins with this schedule seems tough. You know, like sometimes you look at a schedule and you think to yourself, like you can, like, and it sounds weird, but like you can, like, look, you can look at their schedule and be like, this is really, you know, it's just like, it's, I don't know if it's a coloration of like the Rams, the Packers, and, you know, like just the the way that all these good teams pop out off of the schedule, the Cowboys, and they're like a lot of them on the road, you know, the Packers at home and the Chiefs at home, and that's fine, but like, I tend to agree with you. I think, I think one of the major concerns too is that, you lose two guards like that with the Tom Brady offensive line. Like, you know, what if you go up against a team? Um, let's see who on here, like the Rams. Like the, what's that? The Rams. You're like a team with yeah, a good pass. Aaron Donald. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, it seems like that would be a really, really difficult matchup for them. So I tend to agree with you on the under, but I don't have any interest in betting it because you're Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady. I mean, you know, yes, the Packers could be favored, you know, in Tampa Bay, but I think Tampa will probably be favored and they could beat them. Same thing with Kansas City. And the five wins that they're probably going to pick up in the division just make it just really tough to fade the Buccaneers and, and go under here, I think. Well, and you know what's crazy? You mentioned uh, the Buccaneers losing two offensive line. They have replacements coming in, so this is not the same offensive line we saw last year. And – uh that's this is not the year you want to be having that issue because you look at the Buccaneers' schedule. You know who the five top sack leaders were in 2021? TJ I mean, Watt, Aaron Donald. TJ Watt, Robert Quinn was number two, Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa, Trey Hendrickson. At that top five, you have to include Aaron Donald. And that does not include Aaron Donald. Out of that top five, do you know who the Buccaneers, how many of those the Buccaneers have to play? At least, I, I mean, at least four of them that I counted, maybe all five. Four. Yeah. So I you're mean, talking about the best pass rushers. The Buccaneers have to play the best pass rushers in the NFL this year with a completely revamped offensive line. Yeah. It's, again, like, it's just one of those where you want to take the under, but you have to bet against Tom Brady, which is, like, totally something that Ryan Wilson would do and make him look stupid. So, I will I will begrudgingly pass on the under, even though I think you are perhaps correct about that total. The Saints went nine and eight last year. They added Tyron. Oh, excuse me. Tyron Matthew. Oh, I thought we erased that clip. I thought I, I, I almost missed it. Um <laughs> actually I was about to mispronounce it and then I was like, wait a minute, I don't have a button. Uh they they, they uh they added Tyron Matthew, Marcus Mays, Jarvis Landry, Daniel Sorensen, Andy Dalton, Andy Dr. Dalton. Um, They lost Teron Armstead, a big loss. They also lost Malcolm Jenkins to retirement. And Marcus Williams, another huge loss in free agency. The Saints total over under eight and a half at the over minus 130. What do you think about New Orleans, Breach? Uh, I mean, look, they went nine and eight last year with Jameis Winston being hurt for half the season. So the fact that Sean Payton somehow willed that team to nine wins really seems kind of amazing, but it was Sean Payton. He's one of the best coaches in the NFL. And even though Dennis Allen has been there for a while, I don't think he's going to be a huge drop-off, but I do think he's going to be a drop-off. And although the Saints did upgrade, you mentioned uh, definitely at the safety position, they added three different safeties. 
uh, because they lost Marcus Williams. But Teron Armstead is a huge, huge loss. Jameis Winston, we still don't know how well he's going to play. And this isn't really playing for Sean Payton anymore. This is playing for Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael. And so that changes things a little bit. And uh, I hate going under here because that means I think the Saints will finish with a losing record. Uh, but I think I got to take the under. I think they go three and three in the division. And then with their other 11 games, I think they go four and seven. And, you know, we talked about the Buccaneers schedule being tough. Obviously, the Saints play the same exact schedule except for three different games. And the big difference is, you know, the Buccaneers get to play the Saints twice. The Saints don't get to play the Saints twice. They have to play the Buccaneers twice. <laughs> right, right, right. And so, uh, Again, you know, they have to play TJ Watt. They have to play Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa, Trey Hendrickson. Uh, and you know who else? They play uh, Chandler Jones, who's now with the Raiders. And and that Raiders defense is looking pretty rough so, or pretty tough. So uh, I'm going to take Thunder here, Brinson. Yeah, I mean, I really think that the whole Sean Payton departure thing is being wildly undersold by not, not only, I mean, again, it's eight. It's not a ton of wins, but like, you know, this team wasn't, I mean, they were fine last year. You know, they weren't they weren't like a playoff team that actually scared you. And, you know, Sean Payton, as you pointed out, you know, did it with Jameis Winston. Like, I think Dennis Allen is probably capable of being a good head coach. And I, I think Pete Carmichael is probably capable of being a good offensive coordinator. But these like like the whole organization is operating as if nothing will change with the departure of Sean Payton. Like he has been the face of the franchise. He has run like every facet of the franchise uh, since he's gotten there. And. Uh, I mean, like, there's been one season, Bounty Gate, where he wasn't there, and I believe the Saints were, like, a five-win team that year. I'll yeah, I think up. that was 2012. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. It went seven and nine. Yes. Like, that seems about right for this team. They yeah. took, I mean, Marcus Williams and Teron Armstead are major losses. Huge. Like, Teron Armstead, when he's healthy, is one of the best tacklers in football, and... I, I just don't know that this team, like I, people, people, people act like Jameis was good last year or like, and he was, he was fine, but he wasn't, he didn't like blow me away with how he played. Like he was mostly conservative and efficient. And when he was efficient, he was efficient, like throwing touchdowns and like, they just weren't, they, 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 they have no, they have no juice on offense. And I don't think they're going to be good with, you know, with the Pete Carmichael, Jameis Winston combination, and then you point out the schedule, man. Like, if they don't sweep the Panthers and the uh, Panthers and the Falcons, this is a lock for an under. Yeah, and you look at uh, <laughs> they didn't ask Jameis Winston to do much, so the rest of the offense has to work. I mean, the the one game where the 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 Saints beat the Buccaneers, Jameis Winston threw ten passes, and yeah. the and, and the Saints won thirty six to twenty seven. So it's not like he was out there single handedly. Uh, taking down Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. And they were winning games. When they beat the Packers in week one, Jameis only completed 14 passes. So uh, as you mentioned, he was efficient, but he just wasn't, he was almost like their secret weapon. Like Sean's like, we're, Sean Payton's like, we're just going to run the ball and, and let our defense. They're scared to show him. They're like scared to let him cork it loose because they know what would happen. Right. And so it'll be interesting to see if uh, the Saints take that same route or they try and play it safe. But now you know what the Saints offense is without uh drew Brees, and it's gonna because we saw a year of it last season and i just don't think teams are gonna be too frightened of it even though they did you know if they get michael thomas back they drafted a receiver so the receiving course should be better um but i'm not sure they have a quarterback who's gonna be able to take advantage of it 
I tend to agree with you completely, and I would go under on the Saints. I, I really think the Sean Payton thing matters a ton, and they just like I don't trust Jameis to be, you know, someone who can t- make this offense hum at all. And if Sean Payton was the coach this year, do you think you take the over? Yes, at eight for sure. Yeah, I feel like it's a you could see them absolutely winning nine games if Sean Payton's the coach. Yeah, I mean he's just he's like one of the greatest offensive play callers in the history of football. Like that, you don't replace that that easily. Even if Pete Carmichael's worked with them forever, so I, I will, um, I will go under here. I would never, I like no strong play on it. You know, like I, it wouldn't be an auto bet for me. Like I think it's probably an under, but this division is so tough because, like you know, the Falcons and Panthers could steal games from the Saints and Bucks. I don't think it'll happen, but if right. it does, it's going to completely flip. I mean, that's how all divisions work, I guess. But like, it's just when you pick an over in this division, you are banking on. Four wins against the Saints and the Falcons. I mean, the Panthers and the Falcons. You have to be. Right. And that's, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, those same Panthers and Falcons. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I love that. I know. I'm, I know. I'm not supposed to talk about the commercials, but I, I can't help it. Like, so if you're watching on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/pick6. Um, yeah, we are a Paramount brand company. Oh, Paramount yeah. employees, I guess. It's kind of weird to think about. Um, or amazing to think about. No, I'm saying like Paramount's such like a. No, of course, it's amazing, but it's like like Paramount's such a pristine brand. You know, like you always go to the movie theaters as a kid, and you see the. You know, Stars come across. Anyway, we yeah. have, you know, because Comedy Central is one of the properties, like technically, we are now co workers with uh, Matt Stan. Parker and Trey Stone of South Park and Eric Cartman. We should get Eric Cartman on the show. We should. And uh, the commercial that just ran was a South Park special. So Let's talk about um, the Broncos. Oh, they, they will talk about the Broncos. They do like the Broncos. Um, do you know that back, like way back in the day, we should have like bizarre, um, guest on this podcast i had the band dale earnhardt jr jr come on uh no i didn't know that they're big lions Fun fact. so they came on and talked about the lions yeah um maybe i'm back for the uh the nfc north podcast just kidding i think that one's already done anyway 
the Carolina Panthers win total six one twenty juiced to the under. They went five and twelve last year. Five wins in both of Matt Rule's season. They added Dante Foreman, Rashad Higgins, Austin Corbett, Xavier Woods, Corey Littleton, Damon Wilson, Matt Ioannidis, and Andre Roberts. They lost Stephon Gilmore, AJ Bouye, Hassan Reddick with the Philly and free agency. Amir Abdullah, Amir Abdullah, AJ, uh, I already said Bouye, and uh, Morgan Fox as well. Um, look, man, the Panthers are terrible. And I know I don't want to, um, I don't want to get yelled at by the Panthers again for saying that they're terrible, but like the roster is probably better from last year, but it is still not a very good roster. And they didn't solve the quarterback problem, which is just, you know, a, a thing in this league. And so they're going to be starting Sam Darnold or Matt Corral for 16 games, 17 games, even with a better offensive line. I have an impossible time believing that that results in six wins, given the schedule breach. And to me, this is a easy under. Look, you know the Panthers better than I do, but you're talking about a team. You said they had a bad roster last season, and despite having that bad roster, uh, not only did they win five games, but what else did they do? A lot of those losses were by one score. So you're looking at well, you're looking at twelve losses, and you're talking about five, five, six of the twelve losses were by one score. And so if you just flip two of those six losses, then this is a seven and 10 team. And so I feel like they upgraded their offensive line a ton. So when you look at it from that aspect, maybe that will make Sam Darnold a little bit better. And if Sam Darnold's a little bit better or whoever the quarterback is, maybe they had Baker Mayfield, who knows? It just feels like this team was, could be slightly better than, five and 12 um but to hit the over they need to get the seven wins and i'm not sure they can do that either so going through their schedule i feel like they could get the six and ten and brinson you were saying you know you don't know what this division what if the panthers sweep the falcons because if they do that and and beat the saints once which isn't crazy uh then you're three sevenths of the way to hitting the over and so i from that standpoint I don't think it's crazy that they could hit the over. Um, but in the end, I am going to go with the under because there's no way I could bet on the Panthers. So they went five and 12 last year, right? Yeah. They started the season three and oh. They did. That's pretty hard to do. It is. And I know they did lose those one score games. Man, I mean, they, their only wins down like the rest of the year were. Atlanta at home and and at the Cardinals when they uh, Cam Newton came back from like scored a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown and they beat Colt McCoy like I mean that's just sort of a yeah that that, that like confluence events is never happening again now yes mm-hmm. they could sweep the Falcons because the Falcons potentially have one of the worst roster or the worst roster in all of professional football um, I think unless you know they, now. You see, you know, you see on the schedule too. They do get uh, the Buccaneers in Week 17, so that could potentially be a win if Tampa is sitting at starters because they've won the division. They're locked into a playoff spot uh, or a particular playoff seed. So you know, anyway, they, they, sorry, they get the Falcons in Week 18. I'm an idiot. Um, I guess I, nope, they do get the Buccaneers, right? Or am I looking at the wrong team? 
you might be looking at last year's schedule. They get the Saints in week 18 and the Buccaneers in week 17. Okay, the Buccaneers could be sitting guys in week 17. More than likely not. There's also 18 weeks of the season, which I should factor in now, um, you know, being that I do this professionally. Anywho, it, it, you know, there's a chance they don't get to Sean Watson. I mean, God, they could start three and zero again, which is that's, and that's the thing. And, and like the Giants, four zero, honestly, like they beat with them. with uh, the Cardinals and the 49ers both have to travel cross country. Cardinals aren't going to have DeAndre Hopkins. Who knows what Trey Lance is going to look like as a starting quarterback? So it, there's just so many question marks that it's not out of the realm of possibility of them. Get it. Honestly, this is the bet I'd be most afraid of making in the NFC South. I know you said you stay away from the Buccaneers. I would stay away from this. I think this team could get to seven or eight wins. I, I Even though I'm leaning under here, it, there's just too many question marks. They sweep the Falcons. They play the Seahawks. They play the Lions. Like you said, maybe the Buccaneers have clinched a, a while or a, a, they can't get the number one seed by week 17. So they just said, uh, you know what? We're locked into two or three. We just we don't need to play anyone. Tom Brady's 45. We don't want to get him injured. And then, you know, who knows in the last game of the season, they could beat the Saints. All right, I'm, I'm getting a little nervous about this under I took. On the, See? Oh, uh, what? You know, look, I mean, like, it's not crazy to suggest they could sweep the Falcons. They're not crazy at all. Yeah. So if you, get, if you beat the Browns without Watson and you beat the Giants and you win one of New Orleans or Arizona and then you get Seattle and Detroit on the back end, that's five. And then you have two versus Atlanta. Two versus Atlanta. And even if you split that, you're up to six. And then you just have to sub- – there's always that one surprising game like we saw last year with the Panthers-Cardinals. Nobody thought the Panthers were going to win that even though the – because Colt McCoy had just beaten someone else. The Cardinals – Colt McCoy won two straight, I think. Or he won one and then won the one after that. I can't remember which one it is. But, um, yeah. Like, I think they beat the 49ers with Colt McCoy. They beat the 49ers and the Seahawks are both of them. And – uh, yeah, and so you just it, that's why it was such a shock that the Panthers won that game so bad. It wasn't even close, it was a 24 point win. So, man, Brinson, are we went? Did we just talk ourselves in the over? Is that what's happening? No, I'm taking the I'm still taking the under because I think they're a bad team, but I, I am a little more scared about it than I was uh, just a few seconds ago. Thanks to your excellent analysis. You're welcome of the situation. I'm trying to make Panthers fans re like you after you went viral on YouTube for bashing their they really draft. I, I know they really don't like me. Over the Matt Corral thing, like, you know, and, and you know what, what's going to happen, Breach, is Matt Corral's going to be awesome this year as like a rookie, like win rookie of the year. I should probably bet rookie of the year for Matt Corral. He's going to single-handedly lead them to hit the over, and then they're just going to rub both those things in your face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, for the rest of the time, not just for this season. If Matt Corral goes to the Hall of Fame, like, I will have to move to a different country. <laughs> and even then, it probably won't matter all that much. The Atlanta Falcons have a win total of five and a half. The over is plus 150. That's how badly the Falcons have been faded in the market, um, primarily because they lost Matt Ryan in a trade to Indianapolis. They also lost Russell Gage, which doesn't sound that important until you realize he would be, um, you know, not their number one receiver, but, you know, before the draft probably would have been their number one receiver. They added a bunch of, like, you know, lower-tier free agents, Casey Hayward, Lorenzo Carter, Damian Williams, Brian Edwards, who actually got in a trade, uh, Kadero Hodge, Etc. Rashawn Davis. I mean, the bottom line though is you look at this roster breach, and I mean, the fa- I, I don't I don't know. You know, we, there's a path. I don't know what the Falcons' path is to winning like five, six, seven games. Oh boy, you know what the crazy part is? They only have to win six, and yeah. I I took the under so far with every single team in this division. You went over the Falcons. On the Falcons. <laughs> I am going over 
with the Falcons. And, and some of the argument is what we talked about with the Panthers is that number one, there's no reason the Falcons can't sweep the Panthers, right? So sure. if they if they do that, and, and they're huge rivals with the Saints, they always play the Saints tough. They beat, I mean, granted they had Matt Ryan last year, but they went one and one against the Saints last season. Um, so if if, it, if you get three division wins, you are literally halfway yeah. to hitting your over. And you get the Bears and the Washington Commandos. You get the Bears. The Commanders, they also have the Seahawks. And Maybe the Browns with no Watson. Week three, the, the Browns with no Watson. If if uh, Deshaun gets hit with at least a four-game suspension, because that's a week four game. And so all of those. I can, see, I can see the Chargers losing in Atlanta. Like, that's not a crazy idea. The, just traveling across the country. I mean, the Chargers always blow. Like, it's like the Chargers would be great, and they lose in Atlanta. They miss the playoffs by one game. Or something. And then remember the theory you were talking about with the Panthers. It actually applies to the Falcons, who do play the Buccaneers. And week 18, not week 17. And so if the Buccaneers are locked into any playoff position, they're benching everyone. That is 100%. You yeah. know, Tom Brady is not going to be on the field in week 18 if the Buccaneers have nothing to play. Yeah, no question. Yeah. So six wins just seems completely within the realm of possibility. I mean, this is this is a bad team, but they're not horrible. No, they're horrible, dude. No, this isn't like the Houston Texans. Name, like, name five good players on this team. Marcus Mariota. No, you have five good players. How did Casey Hayward's not bad? I oh, mean, stop it, preach. He's a step up from wherever they had last like year. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, obviously. Kyle Pitts, I'll give you. Uh, they just drafted Drake London. And we just have no idea. He's a rookie wide receiver. I mean, that's true. Cord- Cord- Cordero Patterson. Oh, I mean, I love Cordero. He tore it up last year. Stop, stop it. <laughs> I mean, considering all things Grady considered. Jarrett, maybe. Yeah, Grady Jarrett's still good, but they might trade him. AJ Terrell. AJ Terrell is a good player. There we so, but you can't get a five. <laughs> uh, I How just, many was that? It's sort of like the Buccaneers. Like, I would definitely take the under on the Falcons. Young Way Koo, man. Young Way Koo is a good player. He counts. Even I, just don't think I, tr- I wouldn't want to trust the Falcons to win six games. Like, I think that's, I think it's a really, really bad roster. I mean, well, let me ask you this. If you had to take one over out of the Falcons and the Panthers, which one? Oh. One over out of those two. Neither. Uh, you can't. You got to take one. I'll take the Panthers, I guess. Somebody's somebody's offering you to pay your bet, but they said you have to take the over. Oh, it's for plus, one. plus 150 for the Falcons. I guess I'll take the Falcons over, but that makes me nervous because Bardwell and I did over unders and, and he's, I took the Panthers. He was like, actually, I like the Falcons under and that. So that one makes me a little nervous. He thinks there's a two win team. Well, who do you, are those two wins against the Panthers? I mean, which team is worse? I think the Falcons are substantially worse than the Panthers. Then you should take the Panthers as your over. I did. I mean, the Panthers have like five or six good players on defense. The Falcons have like two. I mean, definitely need more good players than that. What if Mariota goes off though? I mean, if Mark is that I mean, possible? No. <laughs> It's really unlikely. Like he was, not, he doesn't have a starting job. Like the Falcons don't chase after Deshaun Watson. They still have Matt Ryan. They don't have Mariota. Like they, Matt Ryan was like the last domino to fall. And he was like, "Oh, you wanted Watson? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that trade to Indy after all." And so now it's like the the Falcons were like, "Oh my God, there's nobody left to get. We're not gonna trade for Baker Mayfield. You know, let's just right. sign Mariota and, and bridge it for a year." Like this, they're this is a this is a team that tried to rebuild on the fly. And now is realizing 
the reality of the situation is, is understand that they are like they're not retooling they are re completely rebuilding i can't believe you think the falcons are trash oh the falcons are trash bro just like the whole division but you know what you're not trash breach you're the you're gonna be the least popular person in the uh southern portion of the united states already there already happened <laughs> Um, all right, that'll do it for us for the NFC South Win Total Podcast. For John Breach, for Breach, I'm Brinson. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. See you guys later. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.